0: Good Monday, everyone. I trust that you had a good weekend and that you are ready to start into this fresh new week. Our current topic of study is the church. We have been asking, what is the church? What value is the church? I was just thinking about this this morning and I realized that the Lord has a much greater value upon the church than I think we do. In Ephesians chapter 1 and 22, the scripture says, And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. God has a high view of the church. He sees it as the body of Christ. It's the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church is the body of Christ. And just as when Jesus walked on this earth in a physical body, when he wanted to touch someone, he reached out his hand. When he wanted to say something, he opened his mouth and the words came out through his vocal cords. If he wanted to go somewhere, his feet took him there. The ministry of Christ on earth was through his physical body. And so it is today when Christ is going to do something on this earth, he's going to do it through his body. His body today is the church. We are members of the body of Christ. As someone said, Christ today has no hands but our hands. He has no feet but our feet. He has no mouth but our mouth. He is going to use the church to be the expression of himself on earth today. And so it's a very, very important thing that we look at the church and that as a Christian we're part of it. Nothing worse than being disjointed. You know. If your shoulder gets dislocated and the members are not just together and functioning properly, it's painful and it limits what you can do. And so it is with the church. God is going to use his body, the church, on the earth today. And he wants us to be healthy and he wants it to be functioning. The way it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that there should be no schism in the body. There should be no one out of joint in the body. We have the expression that somebody's nose is out of joint. That should not happen in the body, and there is devastating consequences when there is a disruption of the flow of life from one member to another. Last week we were talking about how the health and well-being of every member is dependent upon receiving through the joints one to another. As it says in Ephesians, that every joint supplies. Where two members come together, there is a supply of life and nourishment and strength. Well, let's go on and look at another portion of Scripture that's referring to this, and one that perhaps you have not seen before or just interpreted it in this light. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and you've heard this often if you attend church and you have times of communion. We start usually in verse 23 as the pastor reads, For I receive from the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, And then the portion of Scripture goes on and says this, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Now, a lot of people have a misunderstanding of this portion of Scripture. There are some Christians who do not receive communion, and I have seen it over the years. And the reason that they don't is because they are afraid that they are not worthy. And if they partake of the bread and the wine, that some judgment is going to come upon their life as a result of it. When it says for us to examine ourselves before we partake in communion, some think that they are examining themselves to see if they are worthy enough or good enough to receive communion. And if they are not, if they have done something, thought something, act in a way that was inappropriate, or if they had sinned in the past, that they would not be able to partake of communion. That is a false view. That is not what the scripture is saying. In fact, the very reason we are partaking of communion is the fact that we need a Savior. If we were good enough, we would not need a Savior. We would not need to have his body broken for us. We would not need to have his blood shed for the remission of our sins. We could come on our own merit. Well, we can't. The very fact that we are sinful and that we fail and we miss the mark, that is why we need a Savior. That is why we're coming to the cross. That is why we are remembering Calvary, is because we need a Savior. So this examination is not to see if I'm good enough. I'll save you the examination. You're not good enough. No one is good enough. No one would come forward and take of the bread and the wine if it was on the basis that you have to be good enough to come forward. No, as the scripture says here, we need to examine ourselves that we would partake in a worthy manner we need to rightly discern the body of Christ. We need to see, first of all, that it is his body that's broken for us, that it is his blood that was shed, and that we see that we're not coming on our own merit, but we're only coming on the merit of Christ. So first, we have to remember his body that was broken on the cross and his blood that was shed for us. But this portion of Scripture goes even beyond that. It says that we need to discern the Lord's body. Now that is not just having in your mind a picture of Christ on the cross as you are partaking of communion. No, what this is talking about is the body of Christ. Paul writes in the very next chapter, in verse 27, Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. He is talking about the church here. When we come and partake of communion, we need to realize at that moment that I am not worthy in my own merit to come, and I am one with every other member of the body of Christ, and we come on the same merit, and I realize that I am no better than they are. How can I judge someone else? How can I think I am better than someone else? We all come on the same basis it says if we don't for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep i remember a man from my youth who never would receive communion because he saw that he was not perfect and he was afraid that he'd get sick he would be attacked by something and might even die if he partook of communion it's such such a false view This is not just speaking about a physical sickness. We are talking here about being spiritually weak, being spiritually sick, not having the health that you need to have. See, this is what we've been saying, health and life and strength flow to us through the body of Christ, through other Christians, through other members. And if you cut yourself off from it, and if you do not see and discern the body of Christ and realize that I need to have a heart connection with another brother and sister, If I don't see their importance in the eyes of God, and if I don't see that their life is important to me, then I am going to be weak. I'm going to be weak spiritually. I am not going to be the person that God wants me to be. Now, every time that I look at the index finger of my right hand, I am reminded of this truth. I grew up on a farm, and when I was eight years of age, I was out helping my father, and I was shoveling grain off the dump truck onto the elevator going up into the granary. And for some reason the motor stopped and so I reached down with my hand and I took hold of the V-belt between the motor and the pulley and as I did, all of a sudden it started again and it drew my finger right into the V-belt and into the pulley and it cut nearly all the way around the end of my finger, about where the first joint is. And of course I went running and screaming back to the house and they went and called the doctor and they cared for it and they bound it all up and it healed but something amazing happened because of the scar tissue around the wound on my finger the tip never did grow any larger the back of my finger behind the scar it grew normal and I have a normal size finger just up past my first joint but the tip of my finger never grew any bigger than what it was when I was eight years of age now, it's a strange-looking finger, and if you ever meet me, you can ask me about it, and I'll be happy to show it to you. But every time I look at that finger, I realize that growth is determined by being part of the body. And because of that wound, the tip of my finger did not receive the health, it did not receive the nourishment, whatever it took for my finger to grow. It doesn't bother me at all today, because there's still life in the end of that finger. It's just smaller. Folks, the same happens in the body of Christ. that's why it says we should discern the body of Christ or we'll be weak or sick. We need to be part of the body of Christ. We need to be a functioning member. We need to have the contact full and secure with no wounds, no schism in our body. Well, how about you? Are you connected to the body of Christ? Are the spiritual connections in your life solid and vital and functioning? You really need to realize if they aren't, then your growth can be stunted. And you will not be all that God wants you to be. Paul writes in Ephesians 4 and verse 15 that he desires that we would grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Well, our time is gone again today. And we will pick this up tomorrow and we'll see the benefit of being in the church, the body of Christ. I'm Ken Miles. We'll see you tomorrow. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website